We're breaking down Twins manager Rocco Baldelli's leash and giving an update on current CBA negotiation talks in today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Sunday, February 20th. It's a special Sunday episode. I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. I've been the host of this podcast for over two years. I write at twinsdaily.com. I'm a lifelong Twins fan. I'm an aspiring sports broadcaster, hopefully one day play-by-play guy for the Twins. That's the dream. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. We're going to talk about Rocco Baldelli's leash today. And what that looks like, I think it's it's a complicated question. We're going to dive into it. I also want to update you on where we're at with CBA negotiations because the Twins should be at spring training right now. They should be getting ready to go. I think they would have had a game this week against the Gophers on Friday night. I believe it would have been. All games have been pushed back to early March at the earliest. So we're not in a great spot. But the MLBPA and Major League Baseball are set to meet all week which is amazing news hopefully they finally get something done or at least make a little bit of progress uh people ask me all the time and i appreciate people asking me like nash what do you think is going to happen here a i have no idea but b my prediction from the very beginning is that we would not lose games in 2022 we would not lose games that the twins will play 162 games this summer i'll stay to that i think they'll play 162 because i think Either they're going to start on time, or if they don't start on time, I think they're going to make up the games. And I think they're going to play 162 because it's just a scheduling nightmare. I, I just don't I don't see how the two sides can decide that it's okay to just – we're just going to miss games. We're just going to miss heaps of games. Like it's just – to me, that is not a plausible outcome here, and I just don't think it's going to happen. If it does, I will tell you I'm wrong. I could be wrong about this. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think there's too much at stake. There's too much money involved, the fan perception involved. And you could say like Major League Baseball doesn't care about that. And I wouldn't disagree with you. I don't know if they do. I don't think they do. But there's just too much at stake here for games to be lost in 2022. And I'm going to stick by that. I'm going to remain optimistic. I'm an optimist by nature. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I'm an optimist by nature um, about the twins, mostly about the twins, but about these negotiations as well, which I know we're all sick about. We're all sick of hearing about, frankly. I'm ready to be done with it. And hopefully this week we really do see progress made on that front. I want to talk about Rocco Baldelli today. We talked a little bit about Rocco last week. I want to discuss his leash because I think this is super interesting. If you think back to April and May, and this kind of died down later in the summer because I've said on the record, I think the second half of the season – was Baldelli's best work as manager of the Twins so far. Um, Moral victories, actual victories in the second half of the season. They played better baseball. They seemed like a more solid group in the second half when things were really not looking good. They traded away their leader. They traded away Jose Barrios. They traded away, I mentioned their leader, Nelson Cruz. Um, And I thought Baldelli pulled it together nicely. I think he did in the second half of the season. So today I want to talk about his leash because you think back to April and May and the fire Rocco sign, 
at Target Field. And the the serious thought, like, is there a chance if this thing really goes off the rails, like we see Baldelli fired? But here's something I think Twins fans probably have to understand. And this is another thing. When I discuss this linkage, we're going to also talk about how there might not be a linkage. But I will always, always, always link Derek Falvey, Dad Levine's front office, to Rocco Baldelli because they told us that this was going to be a collaborative effort. This is going to be a collaboration. We know that they all work together. They all come together. And that's how it should be. That's how you want it to be. You want that relationship to be strong. And when it's not, look what happened with the Vikings of Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer. You want that relationship to be strong. There are positives with that. There are negatives with that. How tight is that bounding? Is, does Rocco Baldelli go down with the ship with Derek Falvey and Thad Levine? Because we talked about Derek and Thad last week in their front office and what that looks like in terms of their leash because their contract goes through 2024. If they continue to make poor moves, poor trades, the pitching doesn't develop. How can you, how can you justify keeping that front office after 2024? If you look back and say there really just hasn't been anything in the last couple of years. And if 2022 truly is a punt, that means you have two seasons as this front office to get that pitching up, make sure it's ready to go. And if it's not, and after 2024, you've had multiple losing seasons in a row because you can't develop those starters because you're not winning games in a division that's improving. You you can't justify keeping that group. What's interesting about Baldelli's contract. So anytime we talk about leash, you got to start with the contract team control. His final guaranteed season is this year, 2022. He has multiple club options through 2024 as Twins manager through 2024. Interesting year. Same year Derek Falvey and Thad Levine's contract expires. You get what I'm, what I'm putting down here. Like they are linked. They are together in this. And I don't know if there's a scenario where Baldelli stays and this front office goes. So when we talk about leash, maybe I'm getting out in front of myself and we should give them 2022 to find this out and they will be given 2022 to find this out because they weren't can this off season. Does Rocco Baldelli go down with the ship? Let's talk about that in a world where Baldelli maybe doesn't after this word from built bar built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my new year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right. Thanks to built bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're really missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. You can go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. They are healthy. They are tasty. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend up to 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? 
Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years, and the prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Thank you for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. Locked On MLB Prospect should be your second listen. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Is there a world where Baldelli stays and the front office goes? You might be listening to this again thinking, Nash, like this is really premature. The Twins just finished in last place in the American League Central, won 73 games in a year. They were supposed to be the best team in the division, if not a co-favorite in the division. Um, So, like, yeah, the temperature's turned up. We talked about that with the front office. Like, we need to start – we need to keep our expectations at at the level it was after 2020. Like, we came into 2021 expecting this team to be good, expecting them to produce more good players from the farm system. And it didn't happen in 2021. And just because it didn't happen, I don't want my expectations to go down where I'm like, hey, it's a rebuilding year. Like, hey, we're going to take this chance to say, you want to see the young starters. You want them to develop. But keep your expectations at at a reasonable level. Like, this team should be winning. This team should be winning in 2022. And they've had the players to do it. So they should be winning. They've had the payroll flexibility to make additions. They should be winning. So keep your expectation at that level. If they don't put together a winning team this offseason, you're going to hear from me. Like I've said that all winter, they need to be putting together a winning team. So with that being said, the heat is up in the kitchen. Like the oven door is open. The heat's on, man. Like we, you got to find a way to shut that door and turn the heat down. And in order to do that, you need to win this year. And like I said, Baldelli is linked with that group. What I always think about with Baldelli if I was a an ownership group, if I'm Jim Polad, if I want to build a sustainable, strong organization with good leadership, I want my manager, my young manager right now, I want him there when Trevor Larnick debuts, when Alex Kirloff debuts, when Royce Lewis debuts, when Jordan Balazovic debuts, when Jose Miranda debuts, when Joe Ryan. I want him there for all of the debuts of my top prospects because I want him to be there for them in the beginning of their careers and hopefully in the prime of their careers. And that just creates this trust. It creates, it creates a stable environment for these guys. The thing that you hate, and this is kind of the Timberwolves have gone through this constant turnover. I don't think is, is a good thing. I'm, I'm in favor of stability. And that's why I'm hesitant to be like Derek Falvey and Bad Levine need to go. Like if it's a bad year, they got to go. I'm hesitant to do that because stability matters, especially in the spot that twins are in with a, they, they should be relying upon young prospects coming through the system. So the manager needs to be somebody you can trust with those young players with Larnick, with Kirilov, with Lewis, with Miranda, all these guys where they feel confident. And I think Baldelli is that person where they feel they can go to him and they feel like they can relate to him because he was in their spot And also just the way that he operates as a person, I think is favorable to them uh, as players and as people. How important is that? I think that's the most vital part of this. Like when you talk about 2022 for Rocco, you talk about the future. The most important part of this is he builds those relationships and that there's stability here. And the most important thing at the end of the day is winning. It's, It's winning games. And they didn't win last year. And there's plenty of blame to go around. I think at times, 
because Baldelli and the front office are linked, because some say and, and think like Baldelli's a puppet for the front office, and that's a that's a way to phrase that they work together, I think. Like a negative way of saying they work together is like the front office controls Rocco and what he does. And I can see that. You know, you can see that at times it feels that way. But because they're so linked, when Derek Falvey and Thad Levine make a poor decision in free agency or via trade, yes, you assume Baldelli's part of that decision-making process and you link him into that, and then everybody gets blamed for J-Hap exploding. How much blame should Rocco Baldelli get for last year? Was he great? No. In the first half, no, he was not. I thought in the second half, again, he was he was solid. But Baldelli didn't sign J-Hap. Rocco Baldelli didn't, you know, sign Alexander Colomay. Was he in the room? I'm sure he was. Did he support those moves? I'd be surprised if he didn't, because they are collaborating. They are together on this. But the separation is going to be an interesting thing to follow. Whether they go down together or they stay up together is is one of the main things I'm watching here. If this thing does unravel, like if it unravels, or even if it doesn't, like what are we looking at here with this group together? Uh, If there are more poor additions, poor moves, failed pitching development, is it constantly, is it fair to constantly lump in Rocco with Falvey and Levine? I want to talk more about Rocco's leash what that could look like if 2022 is a strong year, and hopefully it is, and into the future, what does that look like? After this word from Bet Online, football might be over for this season, but basketball is full steam for both pro and college hoops. March Madness is three weeks from today, people. From the latest odds, player performance, props, totals, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts again. March Madness, three weeks. NBA All-Star game today. NBA is going to get into the playoffs. Going to be so fun. Going to want to play at BetOnline.net. Rocco Baldelli's leash, what that could look like. Uh, if 2022 is a strong year, this is an ideal situation for me. If 2022 is a good year and you have strong debuts from Balazovic, from Miranda, from Matt Cantorino, whoever, from Royce Lewis, hopefully, from Trevor Larnick, Trevor Larnick comes back and has success, or just some of those things, and the team wins in 2022, that will require moves after the lockout. If they don't make moves after the lockout, the expectations or what we think will happen this year. I don't want to, expectation is a difficult word. Expectation should be that they win this year. But the expectation will be that they're going to lose a lot of games this year if they don't do anything after the lockout. Bakota did project the Twins for 84 wins in second place in the Central with this current roster, which makes it even more frustrating that they didn't make additions before the lockout because you could easily add six wins and get up to 90 win projection for 2022. As crazy as that sounds, and as wild as, as those projections can be, you can get the Twins up to a 91 projection within three or four of the White Sox, and, and we're cooking with peanut oil. That's why it's frustrating, and hopefully that's why they make moves after the lockout. I'm hoping. Um, if 2022 is a strong year, if you see those debuts, if Baldelli gets back to what I think made him so great in 2019, 2020, in the second half of 2021, you feel stable in the future. And you feel stable again in this front office. And if they can win and they get back to the postseason and an expanded postseason, and this may all sound crazy. You might scoff at at these, but these are my expectations. Like, I'm not saying they're going to do it. I'm saying we should be expecting them to do it at this point. And this is year six of coming 
for this front office. And, you know, they, they've had success. There's no question. We talked about that success. Is all, They've also had massive failures. We've talked about those things as well. This is the barometer this year. I'll keep saying it. This is the barometer. We're going to find out this year how we should feel, I think, if you're somewhere in the middle. You might be polarized one way or the other. I think if you're somewhere in the middle, which I think probably 60 to 70% of Twins fans might be, myself included, this year I think will help you sway to one side or the other. I think it will. And I think it might it might be that way with Baldelli as well. And, and if you want to link them together, it, they're going to be in trouble if this year is poor. Now, there's what should happen and what will happen. And, again, I, I, I appreciate and I favor stability. The fact that Jim Polad gave this group an A-plus blows my mind. And I will always think back to that when we consider whether he would ever make a move or this organization would make a move with Derek Falvey and Thad Levine. How long is that leash? We broke it down. Their contracts go through 2024. If it's if we have middling results through 2024, I think it's more likely you see this group extended than it is to see them cut. And Baldelli's included in that because I do think he's linked. There is some separation. I think we should separate in our minds at times Baldelli from the front office because if you link them all together, everybody's success is everybody's success. Everybody's failure is everybody's failure. How much credit should Rocco Baldelli get for the Nelson Cruz signing? How much credit should Rocco Baldelli get for, as I said, the J-Hap signing? Important to keep those things separate and think about those things together, but also as individual parts that make up one thing. And it's it's more complicated than this is that, this is this, and they're split in this way. More complicated than that. We're not in the room. We don't know what those conversations look like. But it's unfair, I think. A good example is Royce Lewis is constantly linked to this front office. And I think that that's reasonable, as it is with Baldelli in the front office. But it's almost unfair to Royce to be like, well, Derek Falvey and Thad Levine, they did this, they did this, they signed J-Hap, they signed Alexander Colme, they didn't make this trade, they made this trade, and they drafted Royce Lewis first overall in 2017. It's almost like you're dogpiling, and I don't know if that's I don't know if that's fair to Royce to be like, they made this, they made this mistake with Royce Lewis. Like they made a mistake with him. He hasn't turned out to be the player or the prospect we thought he was gonna be. And that, that's on them. And they made that mistake. Like it's true, but that's not fair to Royce in my mind. If that makes sense. I'm I'm just trying to separate a little bit from the player or from Baldelli to the front office, just trying to separate a little bit. And that's why we're, we're working through this exercise. But the big year, you got to keep an eye on. The big year is 2024 is the year for these contracts. Baldelli, if, if his club options are picked up, he's going through 2024 with the front office, most likely. And if you get to that point, nothing's happened. That's tough. That makes me think, like, you're going to use 2022 as this bungee year. You're wasting a whole year of the three you have remaining. They must feel really good about their job security if that's the plan. And <laughs> maybe that's not the way you should run in org. You know, there should be more urgency. There should be more expectation to win now, to try to win now with the veterans you have and an offense you have that is clearly above average going into next year. But I don't make the decisions. I just keep them, try to keep them, uh, try to keep them accountable. And I try to keep them keep your expectations where they should be. And our expectation should be that this team should be trying to win in 2022. 
They haven't given us any reason to believe that that's the case other than the Byron Buxton extension. And it's almost even worse to extend Byron Buxton and then not supplement at all for 2022. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Either either Tuesday or Wednesday, we will be back with Pakoda, baby. Pakoda's out. We're going to break it down. We're going to break down the standings. We're going to break down the players. We're going to break down the projections. I can't wait. You're going to love, love a projection this system has for a certain twin starter. It's insane. It's insane. They have a certain twin starter for more warp, which is their calculation of wins above replacement, than Jose Barrios. I'll tell you who it is this week. I'm Locked On Twins. Thanks for listening. Follow me on Twitter at NashWalker9. Follow the show at Locked On Twins. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Go Twins, go Twins, go Twins, win Twins. Here we go.